Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about, celebrate, and quote general orders from Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. David, how are you? Welcome back. It's Friday. Sir, Friday. And we are on to minute 48. Oh, yes. One more minute, baby. <laughs> so this minute starts with... Savick mid-sentence saying, vessel when communications have not been established, and ends with Kirk looking at the view screen, thinking things are damned peculiar. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? He's got that look on his face. He does. <laughs> so before we get started in this minute, I have to go yeah. back. What? I have, to go, I have to go back in time. Okay. To minute 46-47. Whoa, two minutes back. So... Yes. So there was actually a difference between the theatrical cut and the director's cut. Okay. And uh, it happens during the argument between Spock and McCoy. So McCoy, in his, you know, watch out, here comes Genesis, we'll do it for you in six minutes. Right after that, Spock goes, I do not dispute that in the wrong hands. And then McCoy, which I can now see, like, after reading this and sort of seeing the director's cut like how he was like you green-blooded inhuman like mccoy says in the wrong hands would you mind telling me whose are the right hands my logical friend are you by any chance in favor of these experiments and then kirk has to interrupt him and goes gentlemen this isn't and then spock you know placating McCoy, really, Dr. McCoy, you <laughs> must learn to govern your past. And so I can see where McCoy was like throughout the insult. Gotcha. Yeah, because it, it was <clears> – <throat> there was more passion. He was throwing out more passion right, before yeah. Spock threw that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, cool. Okay, that's cool. So that was in the the like the ABC version or something? Is, or the... That was in the director's cut. Director's cut. Got it. Yes. Got it. Cool. So that was in All the right. director's cut. So now we'll fast forward back to a minute 48. Yes. So. So. <laughs> so. Uh, so, yeah. So Savick uh, starts quoting or starts trying to quote uh, uh, General Order. And um, uh, so uh, on the approach of any vessel, when communication has not been established. Yeah. And then she gets interrupted by Spock. So yep. <laughs> uh, I think I, th I think we all know. <laughs> I think we all know that, you know, it's probably you're supposed to put up your shields. Right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I do like, I do like, we talked about it last minute, you know, as soon as she starts talking, Spock's head like just whoosh, whips yeah, around. around. Yeah. And she's like, um, you know, the Admiral's well aware of the regulations. And she's like, mm. she doesn't look at Spock. She's kind of looking off, you know, somewhere off camera. Well, yeah. It's almost like she's just kind of like peripheral vision, sort of like, I know you're there and you're chastising <laughs> yeah, right. me. Right. But her, her reaction after that, she's like, I, sir. And then she kind of swings around in, in her seat to, you know, face forward again. She and she's rolls, like, I feel like she rolls her eyes like, <sighs> oh, she's she I agree. And she's totally thinking, I know 
who this Kirk guy is, and he does not know the regulation yeah. I was about to quote. You can tell she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I told you so." Later, she's totally got that look on her face. She um, does. So, and, I, and we've oh. said it before, but I'm gonna say it again. Kirstie Alley, fantastic in this movie. Can you not? I just, you know, why, why wasn't she in the other movies? I know. It just, it's, it's just, yes, it's, she would have been fantastic. Like, I feel like they would have expanded her role even more. I know. It's, it's going to be, um, well, we talked about it, right? A little bit on, yeah. um, we guest starred on the Back to the Future Minute. Um, uh, they were talking about Back to the Future 2. So if you guys haven't, been, if you guys haven't listened to Back to the Future Minute, highly recommend. We had a good time. Oh, yeah. Um, Great guys. And, uh, and we did talk about Star Trek a little bit. Uh, they were pretty pretty nice uh, directing the conversation over to Star Trek for a bit. And we mentioned is it Robin Curtis, the the second the second Savick, and how she was totally downplayed uh, in the Voyage Home. Right, she had a pretty you know smaller role in three, and then just you know written out of four. And right. man, yeah, Kirstie Alley was still in it. <clears throat> it have been so awesome. Would have would have would have been great. Would have been great. Agreed. Um, before we switch scenes here i just have to comment again on uh you know the uh all the display panels and everything we get a really good shot of um on spock's science station uh looks like an image of a you know of a sun with a cutaway uh and you get i don't know what's in that little core but then there's like formulas just kind of scrolling by oh yeah definitely uh, so there's i'm like oh I wonder what he was, was he watching was he watching a video or was he you know running some program and like i'm gonna calculate the uh, you just wonder what the context of that thing is based on the mission they're on. What was he doing with, you know, an animation of a, of a star? Um, I, yeah, I, I do not. I'm just asking. I don't have a theory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I want to go back to something you said last minute. And okay. it was when they come in from the, the, the turbo lift. Okay. <clears throat> they, they exit on and Kirk immediately bursts out. Try the emergency channels. Yeah. And... You know, from then to now, we don't really hear, I'm assuming, Uhura, since she's the communications officer, we don't hear her saying, like, come in, Reliant, come in, or doesn't say anything to the fact of uh, we can't, you know, we can't establish communications. Like, there's nothing. And then he, Kirk goes on to say, is it possible that their comm systems has failed? Like, how would he know? Like, why would he? I feel like there's a mission here. There's a mission, meaning yes, or a mission. Is that the wrong mission word? For, I don't know. Like that, Ohora should have been like there should have been something here talking about that the communications are not. Well, I'm guessing. I'm guessing we missed her. Say, you know, uh, somebody's jamming me, and yeah. you know, therefore she has nothing else to do now. <laughs> and it's possible when they were on the way up to the to the bridge, she might have said that off camera. That's true, right? But, Somebody but else. But I just, I just feel like there's more that we're not, we're not privy to because it's like immediately go to the emergency channels and then no one says anything about communications and then he brings it back up and says, "Hey, maybe there's comm systems failed." Right. Yeah, I guess I, I think it's um, it's would be hard to uh, where, you know, if we were cutting back and forth between Kirk's quarters and the bridge. You know, you could right. see how you'd, you'd miss those pieces. You could miss those pieces of dialogue, right? Um, but where the whole scene is now taking place on the bridge. Yep. Um, of course, they are cutting back and forth. They are going to start cutting away. I guess it's possible we're missing some of the conversation. Um, could be. But I'm, I'm all right with it. I don't want to hear 
Uhura's failures again. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so, well, I think while you were, so it's uh, that, the, the, I almost said Kirsty. Savik turns around in her chair, and then we, we get another shot of you know, looking through the view screen, and there's the Reliant. Last minute when we saw the Reliant, it was all teeny tiny cutesy. Yeah, now it's close. a lot bigger. It's uh, getting a lot closer. Um, and the music is just all snare drums at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah, very military-like. Yeah, so so another you know just more more examples of of um, when we first when the sequence first started. You know, we talked about the Predator music every time we see the Reliant and, and Khan and this kind of the military tone that's going on. But it was kind of more gentle when when it, Kirk first came on the bridge. Yep. But now it's starting to you know the snare drums have kicked in. So now the the military music is starting to build too. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, Tension building. I did I did a little homework and I don't want to rain on your parade. But the music they're playing is not called Khan's theme. It'll always be Khan's theme in my heart. <laughs> do, you, do you want to know what it's called? Go for it. All right. It's called Surprise Attack. Surprise Attack? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That makes so, no sense. It <laughs> makes no sense at all. Um, and it's like a whole, it's the sequence. It's both sets of music are all mixed together. This, you know, mm-hmm. jumping back at the whole, you know, the whole sequence we're in the middle of right now is, is all of that music. Um. So, um, you, you go back to your question about, you know, or Kirk saying, is, is it possible that comm systems have failed? Um, I thought it was interesting, interesting that they don't have a general order for this kind of scenario, right? If yeah. So two ships approaching and they can't establish communications, shouldn't they do something else like change the color of their running lights or, you know, send someone out and wave a flag. Maybe. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, it would Maybe seem like the lights you know, a bunch of times. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Morse coded or something, um, which I don't know if Morse code still around uh, in the 23rd century, but yeah, they have exit signs and fire extinguishers. Right. <laughs> so they probably have it. Probably um, have. Right. Uh, so I thought that was interesting that they, you know, both, not only the Reliant, if you say if Reliant ship comms, comm systems were down, they should be doing something. But I think also, you know, there probably should be something that the Enterprise should be doing. All right, we can establish communication with the guys, you know, put the flag out, start waving the flag. Yeah, that's a quite interesting thought. I don't think I necessarily was thinking along those lines like, yeah, like, hmm, if they're, if Reliant couldn't communicate, what would their procedure be? Like flashing the lights or, like you said, Morse code or... Maybe run a shuttle. Maybe come to a full stop. Run a shuttle out or something. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the next line. The next line. Spock's response to this is that it would explain a great many things. I love that line. Yep. I think it just the way again, just the way he delivers it, and the way the sentence is structured. You know, but it also it implies to me that there should be a bunch of other protocols that are that should be followed by Reliant that aren't. Right, yeah. Right? So, so if they're comm systems, you know, there, there must be some uh, multiple things wrong. Yes. Um, and Reliance not doing anything. And that's what Spock's like, why aren't they doing any of those things? Yeah, and they're still they're still coming in. Like they haven't stopped. They haven't stopped, they're still coming in. Yeah. Um so so we cut to <laughs> so damn I love this. So we cut to we cut Back to the bridge of the Reliant, and Joachim says they're requesting communication, sir. <laughs> and Khan, first of all, he delivers the you know a, a wonderful line: "Let them eat static." It's just the but, way he delivers it too. It's oh, it's so yeah, so perfect. Static. 
But before he says it, he has got the biggest shit-eating grin on his face. It's like ear to ear. Oh, yeah. Uh, he is just relishing this moment. Or the moment that's just, he's just starting to relish yeah. it, right? It's just getting good. He's waited um, years for this. Yeah. And it's a, I, I just, I've never noticed it before. I'm like, his, sp- his smile is enormous. Yes. That they mean static. Uh, do you two. use that quote at all in real life? <laughs> I don't think I've ever used that one. There are a couple lines in here that I've used in real life, but not that one. Not that one. I think I think this one a lot. Like when you get that phone call and you look at the you know caller ID, you're like, yeah, I'm not answering that. Let them eat static. Static. <laughs> uh, this may not be one of my favorite minutes. No. But that is one of my favorite lines. Oh, okay. All right. And just the way he delivers it, like with such, I don't know. It's just. It's. I want to say this is. I want to say, yeah, I was going to say with a zing, uh, but jubilance, I think, is actually better. Yeah, it's a better description. There's a, there's a nice reverse shot here um, where now we get to see the Enterprise drifting closer through the Reliance view screen. So I think that was a, kind of a nice touch and kind of giving us a sense of, like, how close are these guys going to get? Well, you also notice the, you know, where the, when the Reliant comes in, you know, comes in in that sort of shot off center and sort of over and you know, come leveling off and, it, you know, with the red lights and, you know, here we see a nice, serene, cool enterprise with the blue sensor array and, you know, looks very peaceful and calm. Oh, that's interesting. I've never, I never thought about that. You're right. This, it's all, there's no reds. It's, it's a big shade of blue and. So it's very it, peaceful. <clears throat> right. It does look like the, you know, evokes the, the ship on the high seas or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I have a question about this next line coming up. Joaquin says, you know, they're still running with their shields down. Um, This to me, shouldn't Spock right now at this point know that something's afoot? Because shouldn't he know that they're, that the Enterprise is being scanned by Reliant? Because I would think so. I would think they would get, yeah, like, yeah, scans are coming in, Captain. Yeah. And they're like, oh, they're scanned. Yeah. Or even the fact that just, uh. They're scanning us, Captain. You know, I would guess that would raise a question mark, right? Yeah, I would. Th- uh, yeah, I would think so. Like, why would they be? Why would Reliant be scanning the Enterprise, especially for, so, to see if their shields are down? So let's remember that. If maybe this moment of failure on Spock's part to notice they're being scanned, maybe that comes uh, into play later on in his decision making because he's feeling guilty. Maybe <laughs> that's that's my brand new theory. I just made up this second. That was a good theory. Uh, yeah, because right now he could have, hey, we're getting scanned. Kirk should be like, shields up. Well, maybe it's just commonplace, you know, scanning. Oh, that's what they do, just starships scan each other all the time just for fun. Just for fun. Just for funsies. <laughs> for funsies. Uh, so now we get Sarcastic Con again, right? Of course, we're one big happy fleet. Ah, uh, Kirk, my old friend. <laughs> I love, again, yes, Sarcastic Con, my old friend. Yep, and uh, and this is of course this is probably one of the uh, more famous, more famous. I don't know. It's not even a speech, really. Just a more famous lines of yep. of cons. Yes, uh, the Klingon proverb that says "Revenge is a dish that is best served cold," and it's. I, I like. The, I love the way he delivers it. Yep. I love that the you know there's a, that nice pan in right. The the camera just kind of zooms, starts slowly zooming in as he's delivering this stuff, and he leans into it. Um, my question of 
of that Klingon proverb, revenge of the dish that's best served cold. Where did he pick that up? I don't know. We talked about this a little bit offline, and I, and I did some research on where the line came from. So, oh, okay. So I think we would have thought, I mean, I think for me, it would have either come from like Moby Dick or perhaps one of the other books that they may have had on board the Botany Bay, particularly like something Shakespeare wrote, or that would have been my first thought. Yep. But no, it is not. Okay. Uh, apparently it comes from a French author in uh, 18... I have the date here, and I lost it. It is 18... Um, in the 1800s. That's fine. <laughs> 1800s works. <laughs> yep. And it's uh, from an author, Eugenia Sue, or yeah, Eugene Sue, uh, yeah. the novel Memoirs of Matilda. Oh, okay. Never and apparently it's translated as, and then revenge is very good eaten cold. I have seen that variant. Yes. It is uh, mistakenly applied to dangerous liaisons or la liaison, la liaison dangerous. Excuse my French. Any French-speaking people out there? From 1782, apparently that was like all the rage was to say, "Oh, it was in there," because that's all about revenge. Totally. Yeah. But, that's a great. But it's that's not. A great movie, by the way. <laughs> so, and other things that we may have seen variations of the uh, phrase was in mm -hmm. The Godfather. Revenge Godfather. is a dish that tastes best when it is cold. Uh, cool. King Hearts, Kind Hearts and Cornets from 1949. Revenge is a dish which people of taste prefer to eat cold. And it was even jokingly put into Kill Bill Volume 1 as a Klingon proverb saying, Revenge is a dish best served cold. I do remember that one because I remember chuckling at that when, when that came out. Um so yeah, I I um, that's cool. So he could have picked it up then if he was well read. He could have picked it up from any of that. Any well, yep. again, it's not a Klingon proverb, but right. Uh, so I went I went even farther to find out potentially what Klingon it could have been, and someone oh, yeah. actually on one of the websites I was looking as I was doing the research said it was Kalis the Unforgettable <laughs> was attributed to saying this. Cool. I have no other information on. Mr. Kalis, um, but apparently he was an ancient Klingon warrior. Okay. Whose teachings of honor and warrior ethics would become the basis of the Klingon society. Like that's pretty much all I've got. So what do you, what do you think of this? I, I, I like it. So obviously it's a, you know, it's an, it's an earth proverb, right? Yes. And they're just attributed to Klingons. And I think it's well, well done, right? It seems to fit the Klingon race very well something that they, you could see them saying that right um and uh i think they they use they've reused that again in undiscovered country yep uh when spock says is a vulcan saying that only nixon can go to china yes yes <laughs> um and uh, uh i think if they did it a third time it would it would be lame but the fact that they only did it you know twice i still get a kick out of them i yes. I, you know, I, I they make me smile um, and, uh, yeah, but I'm going to go, a, I'm going to go back to your original question though yeah. and say, where would he have known this? Because his first contact with our, that century is with Kirk. Yep. He's exiled on 
City Alpha 5. Yep. And then he's, you know, assumes command of the Reliant. So he has to either hear that or know that during his brief time on the Enterprise or in the hours after he takes command of the Reliant. I would say unlikely that it's since he's taken over the Reliant. Right. I, I agree. I would say it's more likely he picked it up on the Enterprise in Space Seed, although we don't really have a good sense of how much time. We know he's a he reads a lot, right? Because we know he yeah. read all the technical manuals of the Enterprise or whatever. Um, so it's likely he picked it up then. I wonder if when they exiled them to City Alpha Five, if they didn't give him some, you know, here's some books to read. Some this this you know, century culture. Yeah, just just something to you know. I don't know, not not a mercy thing, but just a you know. Right. Hey, we're we're abandoning these guys, and uh, you know, let's give them something to entertain themselves with. I, don't I mean, know. he does have the superior intellect. Yeah, which again, if he if he read it on the Enterprise and Space Seed, sure, he probably just memorized it, and it's always there. And, um, but yeah, it's. But I do love it. Um, I like that it's so, a Klingon proverb. Me too. And I was thinking about it. I was th- my kind of the my homework that I was doing for this minute was like, what does it even mean? <laughs> you know, I was trying to figure out when you really think about it, like dash dish is best served cold. What does that mean? And um, in in digging through, you know, there's a, there's a couple different places that you know talk about the origins of where the phrase came from. But it's really about they're saying that vengeance is more satisfied if you drag it out. Yeah. You know, because you just especially if you know the person you're exacting your revenge on knows it's coming but they don't know when you know they don't know when and uh and i think that's you know right now Khan is 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 starting you know he's just starting to drag it out right he's he's definitely he knows he's he's got kirk questioning like what is going on here right yeah Um, and we know he's going to drag it out later in coming minutes um when he you know reveals himself um so yeah it's He's doing exactly what the proverb says. Yeah. Uh, to add on to that, um, one of the things that I found about the saying was also that uh, thinking about the original transgression that Kirk did was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So you could say that uh, it's it's the transgression is cold. It's been a long time okay. since the original. So. My revenge is a dish best served cold, so you don't even know it's coming. I like that. That sort of thing. And I like sure. how he follows it up, too, with, it is very cold in space. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> that evokes that evokes a whole bunch of things, right? Like, you know, getting sucked out of your ship into space. Oh, right? yeah. It makes me think of Alien. Right, that stupid tagline, and in space, no one hear you scream. It, 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 for for me personally, it just it, it, it evokes that. Right, I know, it, I know that wasn't the intention or anything, but it right. just makes me think of like, yeah, yeah, very cold in space and scary, and oh my god, <laughs> like he's so he, he's just, and and he is right. Khan is cold. Yes, right? he's he's not. There's, there's no mercy here. Um, so it it's awesome. This is. It's the quintessential, maybe quintessential moment for of, for Khan. Just this. Oh yeah, he's line. at the, the yeah he's at the height, just before the penultimate moment before everything happens. 
yeah. and he's enjoying it. <laughs> um, the other thing right. I'd like to, well, I, I would note on this minute is I think when we see, you know, he's surrounded by his, you know, crew. Yeah. I think we actually see some expressions from other people. Oh, do we? Yeah. Stone-faced? Um, so, obviously, uh, Joaquin, you know, when he says, of course, we're one big happy fleet, you know, he's smiling. But you get sort of a little smile from the two dudes over his right shoulder. Oh, yeah. Look at that. They they sort a little, little hint of a smile. And the woman who is the, I'm assuming, the navigator, she also has a little bit of a smile, a little bit of a hint of expression. And even the other woman who's standing behind, you know, finally looks down and is looking at him. So I feel like there's, we're finally getting a little bit of reaction from the crew. Maybe they're, maybe they're just finally coming out of their shell shock, right? Of being on setting oh, maybe, off a five yeah. for all that. <laughs> you know, they're just like, uh, you know, we talked about that uh, so much during those early minutes when, when they, you know, uh, check off Terrell found them. Yeah. Um, that like, yeah, nobody was reacting to anything. And, and I, I don't think we really thought about that. It's like, well, maybe they're just all shell shocked, you know, and just, they're just hanging on, just surviving. And now they're starting to come to life. They're probably, right, yeah. even though they're probably warm and they've eaten and they haven't showered yet. That's for sure. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. I didn't notice all the reactions, especially Joaquin's big smile. Yeah. He looks so happy. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. So uh, very cold in space. And then they cut away to, we get another, now we get another shot of Reliant and Enterprise heading toward each other. And, you know, looking at this, um, like, whoa, they're, they're on a, it looks like a collision course, right? They look like they're, they're it whack. almost looks like, yeah, they're sort of heading for plain chicken. A little bit of interstellar chicken. Yeah. And there's, and you know, who, who knows, you know, interstellar distances or whatever, they could still be like hundreds of kilometers away from each other oh, yeah. right now, but they certainly look like they're moving fast towards each other. Don't they? Oh yeah. Like, Whoa, they're going to be on top of each other in just a couple more seconds. Um, so the other, the only other thing I, I, I wanted to point out, but I don't want to point it out. <laughs> Yeah, is, is, this is the thing we talked about offline a little bit, right? Yeah, I never noticed this before, but you know, in scrutinizing the minute, um, the Enterprise, as it comes into frame, it looks pretty beat up. It looks, I, I initially I thought it looked rusted, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. And I'm looking at it more, I'm like, oh no, did they, did they shoot this scene after they shot, after they did some of the yeah. minutes coming up? It, it looks like it looks kind of like battle damaged Enterprise. Not so, to give any spoilers away. Yeah, well, after you mentioned that to me, I sort of looked at it and looked at it, and then I thought back. Mostly, all of the scenes we've seen of the Enterprise are from what? The motion picture. Yeah, yeah, this may, that's right. This, this may be the first time we see the model they used in Wrath of Khan. Ooh. Yep. And maybe they already had done that scene, and this is sort of some digital toucher-uppery sort of something. Mm. Because it definitely looks like there's – and it's – yeah, not to get too far ahead, but in that area of where things go down. Right. 
right? So it makes me, this is one of those things now I think I'm going to always be sad that I saw it. Yep. Because I'm not going to be able to unsee it. Well, I'm now sad you told me, so. I'm sorry, and I apologize to everybody listening. Yeah, no, I would kidding. encourage you not to look at this minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just pretend, pretend, just pretend you didn't hear us talking about it, but I think we spotted a continuity error. Um, so, bummer. Uh, and, and then we cut back. So, put that aside. We cut back just at the very last moments of the minute. Um, cut back to... Um, the bridge, the, the Enterprise Bridge, yep. and I find this interesting. It's another. It's very. It's kind of like a parallel there. It's a zoom in on Kirk this time. The last shot was a zoom in on on Khan, and uh, I thought they did a nice job with this in that everybody is looking at the same point, like McCoy, Kirk, Sulu, uh, Savick. They're all looking at the same point, which must have been a tennis ball or something hanging on the on the wall. Um, <laughs> They're all looking at the same thing. Yep. Which are like, oh, that's cool. They're not all just, you know, randomly looking everywhere. Um, and I thought McCoy jumped positions from where he was standing last time I saw him, but I think it was just the camera angle. Could have been. Yeah, he was definitely behind. To... He was definitely behind Kirk. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that. And I think I think you're right. I think when, we, when they first came on the bridge and everybody went to their post, I made a joke about McCoy just lounging around. Uh, but I think that's where he... He actually positioned himself as right behind Kirk. Right. Um, so. So yeah, that's uh, that. Oh boy, that is a good way to end the week. Yes, definitely good minute to end the week. Yeah. Um, so, did you have anything else for minute forty-eight? I did not. It was a it's a good minute. A lot of good stuff going on. A lot of <laughs> great, great sayings. Great lines. Yep. Yes, great lines. All right, then. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up, and uh, uh, we will uh, once again invite everybody to find us online, and you can continue the conversation with us uh, either on Twitter. We're uh, uh, WOK Minute on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. You can uh, continue the conversation at Wrath of Con Minute Listener Federation. Um, also ask that you guys uh, uh, go out to iTunes and, and uh, give us a rating and give us a review. We'd love to hear uh, feedback from you on how we're doing. Yes, please. And, uh, yeah, and it's Friday, uh, so on Fridays we like to just uh, uh, call out to do do uh, some acknowledge, acknowledgments um, to the, uh, the Star Wars Minute guys, Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson. They're the ones that started the whole minute-by-minute minute format, and uh, so I just want to thank them for, for lending it to us and, and to others. Um, and uh, there's yeah. – Great stuff. Great every week stuff. There's, yeah. Every week there's looks sounds like there's a new one popping up, uh, so it's like it, – if you like a movie, it's probably going to have a minute by minute podcast coming. Um, and you can find all of those um, at moviesbyminutes.com. They're all kind of inventory there and you can get to their uh, their sites. So definitely check them out. Um, and we will be back here on uh, Monday with Minute 49 of Star Trek 2 here at the Rathacon Minute. It's cold in space.